I'm Maddie. I'm. I. I who am I? <gasps> oh Are, no! Who's Maddie? Wait, you're Ryan. Ryan, it's me, Maddie. Ryan, it's me, Maddie. Ryan, do you know me? It's me. I, I don't know. I don't know, uh, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie, who's that guy chasing us? Who, who is he? The guy with that's the, okay. So that's friend? a guy we've actually known for a really long time. Um, that's just Righty. <laughs> he's, he's going through it right now. <laughs> oh, oh, Righty. But like you said, I Ryan. Am I Righty also? Yeah, don't worry about I'm it. So I should have picked somebody else. <laughs> I shouldn't have picked somebody who has the same name that you have. Who's, who's that hot, burly, sweaty, hairy man over there? Are we married to him too? Um, yeah, we are married to him. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> this is the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men, and where every X-Men character has amnesia. Like it's a different character per episode. By the way, I just want to say, so I was editing last week's episode already, and there is a part where I'm like coming up with all these explanations for why Jean has amnesia and I'm like trying to work it out. This episode reveals there's no reason. There's no reason at all. <laughs> Emma just gives her her memories back instantaneously and there's no more discussion of it. This is this is the show. <laughs> back when we were young we experienced a change. We felt a to do it one fucking second she's like beep boop okay here you go you're Jean Grey and Jean is like oh (laughs) I'm Jean Grey she's like she's like I'm Jean Grey oh wait something's growing inside me something so strong it's feminism that's the kind of and Emma is like yeah so we're gonna take you through our women's studies course We've all already taken it, but we're going to bring you through it. Um, Everybody here already knows about it. It's going to be really new for you. I know that, (laughs) but don't worry. I'm I'm an expert. All right. Well, so this episode introduces the Hellfire Club in a way that I actually think the Hellfire Club makes more sense in this TV show than even the comic book. It does. (laughs) And also, I'm wondering if, and we'll see in the next two episodes, which will be the finale episodes. I'm wondering if Shaw is going to like turn on Emma and be like, no, I want the Phoenix Force for myself or something, because that would also make sense. You know, like if Emma's the one that does make sense. who has a good motivation to like actually stop the Phoenix and then Shaw or somebody else in the Hellfire Club turns on her and is like, no, we're trying to harness its power for our own ends. You know what? I 100% agree. And also all of this needed to be introduced on like yes. episode two of this yes! show. And like these characters, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane to introduce it now. It's insane. This episode has it starts wrapping up like all 17 plot points while introducing like three more. And I'm like, 
And it's you're terrible. watching it go down, and you're suddenly realizing that Genosha and all the shit with the MRD and Senator Kelly actually did not matter for any not of this. All. And I'm like, not at all. But also, they're still continuing those plot lines at the same time. And I'm like, why are you even bothering? <laughs> what is Magneto doing in this? I don't know. Magneto's a fucking idiot in this. I hated that. He's no longer Magneto. Magneto's like, I'm just going to cause problems. And I'm like, why, dude? Why? Why? This is the episode in which Magneto's why? like, literally Magneto <laughs> has Quicksilver, spoilers, Quicksilver kidnaps Senator Kelly and then Wanda finds him in a cell and Wanda's like, what the fuck, dad? I thought we were done with this. And Magneto's like, listen, in order to show people that mutants are better, I have to kill all the mutants on my own island and then in the humans too. And I'm like, why? This makes about as much sense as like when Apocalypse is storing around saying the same thing in the animated series. And I was like, why are they killing everyone? I don't yeah. understand. And also, he wouldn't do this. Magneto basically is like, I need a false flag operation in order to kill my own people so that people will believe humans did it. And I'm like, didn't Xavier just explain to you that the Sentinels are going to destroy all life, mutant and human. So you probably shouldn't use them in any context ever. Yeah, Like that just happened like an hour ago. I cannot, I cannot. It's terrible. It's so, I don't believe Magneto would be this stupid. And also why include this plot point at all? You've got plenty else to do. Like just stop this one. Okay. If we rewrote this show, so we were, (laughs) We have a lot of so ideas. It was from the perspective <laughs> of the future and Xavier and his, and his like friends there doing yes, these flashbacks. Bishop and sequences. Xavier and Marrow and Vanisher and them. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And also maybe finding like, I don't know, like Shaw or Emma Frost in the future and learning about what the Hellfire Club was and then introducing the Hellfire Club. Or finding like the records and being like, why did they, these people all die? What were they trying to achieve or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that the Hellfire Club needed to be introduced like way earlier. Absolutely. And so we could build up to this. And also, so the turn of Emma being with the Hellfire Club would matter. Would be more shocking than like here's these random characters that like the full hellfire club is here by the way like celine and donald pierce okay also the other turn that we need is the reveal that gene is the one who caused the explosion at the x-mansion that should be a way more fun reveal than it actually was on the show where it just felt like random you know like that needed to be built up to as like a huge reveal you know okay but you know what's even weirder is that i'm 90 percent certain if my memory serves me right that we're going to get another flashback to that sequence. And we see that like Emma and the cuckoos were there initiating her to freak out and Xavier to freak out like that. That's even stupider. Why? I know. It's It's like like we flashback and there's like 16 other characters who were also there at the same time. Like Sinister was there and he's like, I need your DNA. And then like Apocalypse is there and he's like, I'd like to recruit you to be one of the horsemen. And then like Magneto's (laughs) there and he's like, come to Genosha. And it's like every single character is there. Callisto like crawls out of a sewer and she's like, we hate you for being pretty like what <laughs> she's is she's like happening? and i'll be abducting this angel guy and everybody's like wait what's going on and then, <laughs> then a portal opens up and like mojo and spiral leap out and like nobody has memories of any of this happening that it was just like <laughs> battle royale on the x mansion's front <laughs> lawn why do we have so many villains on this show ryan it's <laughs> so many villains like the callisto one is a joke that didn't happen but everyone else we listed could be there like every other character that we just listed uh, uh, is yeah. there like may as well be there then aliens could show up the she the shiar the shiar could the show up lalandra lands and she's like xavier and i have been emailing for the past six weeks about the phoenix and In xavier's like oh hey baby <laughs> like, <what? laughs> i don't 
<laughs> and Beast is like, I've been emailing Mr. Sinister since X-Men Evolution. And Mr. Sinister is like, yes, but I don't really want you. I really want Gene and Scott. Oh, my God. To fuck. Oh, my God. Well, so basically, that's what the reveal is going to be. And you're going to hate it, too, because they're like standing in the front gate. So they're all obviously there. So oh, it's like the entire that's Hellfire so stupid. Club. And for some reason, Logan didn't smell any of this, even though in this episode, Logan can smell fucking everything. The smell vision comes back. I know. smell vision's back with a vengeance. Are we even going to bother with the previously on the X-Men? Because I feel like we just recapped it by screaming about did. how insane this all is. I mean... Like, okay, so we open up and Logan runs in and finds that Gene is gone and he starts yep. using smell vision again and he sees yes. that the cuckoos were here and they took G. Yes, who also weren't in the previous episode. So you know what? Somebody on the writing team was like, we need to introduce more characters. And everybody was like, <laughs> yes, finally someone says it. I was thinking the same thing. So we introduced the cuckoos as of this episode, even though previously five other people were also in the expansion. Forget about them. They'll be back later. Now we have five new characters who are all clones of Emma Frost and and they're all walking in <laughs> and we don't know that but i mean come on we know that um and they're all wearing like robes because they're all in this cool cult together and they're so logan sees all the cuckoos in smell-o-vision and he's like okay these weird little girls stole gene yeah meanwhile we like see scott running around the mansion by himself screaming gene which this is a hilarious scene just scott running from room to room going gene i mean gene gene it is literally him screaming it's like gene doesn't even remember who Gene is so like I don't know how this is gonna work and then meanwhile somehow Scott has recruited every other member of the X-Men to do the same shit also Scott somehow had time to change into new clothes from the last episode like he put on a whole new outfit to run around scream Gene's name and he's like I don't know if you noticed, but like now he's not dressed like a slob anymore. Now he's like all taken care of. He looks great. He's like, I have a woman in my life, which means that I am completely put together and I can prove that I'm completely straight and I can shower again. And it's like, (laughs) like, I legitimately have friends that are like this and I'm like, you don't need a woman to prove this to me. And they'll be like, well, we're straight most of the time. And I'll be like, guys, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I also Why feel like it's like really this? sad, even leaving aside the sexuality of it all. It's sad when people are like, I'm now cured of my depression because I'm in a relationship again. And it's like, mm, that didn't cure you. And you still have a lot of problems. Right. We all made you and I both made that mistake in our early oh, 20s. Yeah. And I think we learned after that that like doesn't. And Scott reminds me of resi- that, though, I know. like in a real way, like Scott relies on Gene to heal his trauma, quote unquote. And that's what Emma's always pointing out to him, being like, you can't do this, which is why they're a better couple. <laughs> But anyway, so also Kitty, Kurt, and Rogue are running around the mansion, not screaming Gene, but they're all, or Kurt in Kurt's case, bamfing around. They're like teleporting. And in Kitty's case, running through the mansion. <laughs> I love how Kitty does it so dramatically. I know. She leaps from room to room by like literally doing like a dive through the wall and she can just walk through it, but it's Kitty. So she has to like jump dive. first. It's funny. Yeah. I'm here for it, though. Um, So everybody's looking for Jean. At one point, Kurt is looking on the roof. And I'm like, Kurt, do you really think she's up there? Like, be honest with yourself. I felt like he was going up there to get like a, a better perspective vantage point. Because that's what Storm yeah. is doing. Uh, okay, Aurora is also doing that. She flies up into the sky and, like, creates a <laughs> thunderstorm. And I don't, I don't know, know why, why she's doing that. I wrote, like, echolocation, I guess, in my notes. And I was like, can Storm do that? Maybe she was just really, really upset. But I feel like Storm at this point would be pretty calm and collected even in this situation I agree so I don't know but before Storm does her echolocation Logan talks to Hank really quick 
or Scott does. And, and Hank is like, surveillance was hacked into last night, so abduction seems likely. And then we see Logan running to the front gate, and he smells that there was a helicopter and that the cuckoos carried Jean on a stretcher into the helicopter. And that's when Logan is like, Storm! She escaped by air! And then Storm like causes a thunderstorm because she's so angry. And then Logan turns around, and who does he see with smell vision Ryan? It's Emma Frost, <gasps> just standing there in what? the gate. It's Emma? Emma is also here. Emma was working with the Cuckoos to abduct Jean Grey? Oh my God. You know, honestly, this would be a much better reveal if we had known who the fuck the Hellfire Club was. And I know we do. Or who the Cuckoos were or what anything was. You know what? I don't know what it would be like to watch Wolverine and the X-Men as your first X-Men media. I genuinely wonder. I don't know anything about the X-Men. So this show seems cool. I'm going to put it on and see what it's like. Would they even know or understand anything that's happening? Because it is not explained in this show. Maybe you would like it because you'd be like, oh, this is just mysterious and I'm not supposed to understand it. That's the only like complimentary thing I could say about it. You know, I think there's a lot of great concepts in here. Like I really, really love the future stuff versus the present stuff. I think that's actually a great idea. And I like the plots that exist, but they're like too many of them. And it's just like so much and too many characters. Anyway, speaking of too many things, time for another opening credits. So then (laughs) after that, Logan stomps over to Cerebro. And Emma is currently using Cerebro with Scott over her shoulder. And Emma's like, there was a psychic attack, which like fucking duh, Emma, but okay, whatever. So then Logan rips off the helmet angrily and he's like, hey, you fucking betrayed us and I'm going to murder you. <laughs> well, he throws her into a cell because that's what you do at the expansion. And Emma's like, you're making a mistake. And Scott is like, what are you doing, Logan? What's going on? Why are you doing this? Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, Emma's like, you're making a mistake, Logan. And he's like, I made a mistake trusting you, <laughs> which yeah. I thought was funny. Um, and Scott is like, what the fuck is going on here? And Logan's like, <laughs> I know. I use smell-o-vision and she was in the infirmary last night summers and out front where gene was taken by chopper and scott kind of looks at emma is like emma He's like, is it true <laughs> and emma's like uh i was the first to awaken so i went out looking for her and like just was hanging out in all the places where logan smelled me so like it's totally innocent and don't even worry about it yeah. <laughs> and logan yeah, and is like, like i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Logan's like, listen, when I get back, I'm going to slap you. And then he like leaves. And Emma's like, Scott, I was the one who found Jean, remember? But I can't find her from in here. And Scott's like, okie dokie, <laughs> I'm going to release you. And it's that's, that's Yeah, what he instantly releases her and is like, let's go back to Cerebro again. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then Logan, okay. meanwhile, like runs back to Xavier's Snow White case. He's like, Xavier, are you here? And Xavier's luckily at a safe point. And he's like, okay, Xavier is like crazy here. Because I he's know. like, immediately Xavier's like, where's Jean? Where is she? And Logan's like, I let her get kidnapped. <laughs> and Xavier starts freaking out and he's like, we need to get her back. We need to control her because she's fucking going to destroy and kill everyone. And we need to fucking control her. And I was like, oh my God, Xavier. And Xavier's like, listen, we have two options with Jean Grey. We either control her and wipe her memory or we kill her. And Logan's like, well, what I don't even know where she is. Emma <laughs> took her, and Xavier's like, "You got to get her back, or my future is too late." And it's like, okay, cool. And then we go to the future where they're being attacked by Sentinels, and this is this like, part is there sad. Are several different fight scenes where they are fighting, and they are not getting kidnapped yet. They haven't been no, completely overwhelmed by the Sentinels, but, but they, they will be eventually. Yeah, right. And Marrow is standing there watching all of her friends getting shot, 
and she feels bad. Because she's the one who told the Sentinels where Xavier was because she hates him. Right. Because Rover died because of Xavier and because Xavier's trying to save the past or whatever. And she doesn't or care. whatever the fuck he's doing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, who knows what Xavier's doing? And she's like, let's just get rid of him because the Sentinels keep going after him. So they may as well just get him and then we can survive. But she doesn't realize that the Sentinels are just going to indiscriminately kill her and everyone else she loves on the way, which, come on, Marrow, you should have known that. Right, Marrow. You should have known that And you know what they do And so she's about to get shot And some rubble's falling down on her And Vanisher teleports her away They have a convo They're in a cliffside far away They're nowhere near the Sentinels They can see them in the distance But they're watching it happen They're watching Xavier get like apprehended basically It's not happening quite yet But they're watching it be about to happen yeah, and Mero's like, it wasn't supposed to be like this. And Vanisher is like, what the fuck are you saying? And Mero's yep. like, I'm the one who told them. I told them where Xavier was, but it wasn't supposed to be like this. No one was supposed to die. And Vanisher's like, Mero? Yeah, he's so what mad. What the fuck? And Mero's like, I have to help them. And Vanisher's like, uh, no, nope. fuck you. I'm teleporting you to hell. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually don't know where he takes her, but he's like, it's too late. They're already dead. Like, we're getting out of here, and I'm so mad at you right now. Which I was like, honestly, Vanisher, you're right. Like, Marrow's seriously fucked up here. Even though I hate Xavier, I'm like, she shouldn't have given him up to the Sentinels. I do understand why she did it, though. I like this plot line because it's interesting, you know? Like, it's fun. Yeah. So then we see inside the cave where Bishop and Xavier are, are running deeper inside trying to escape the Sentinels, but eventually they get kidnapped because there's no way they can get away, you know? Like, they're already fucked. It's actually a pretty awesome series of shots where, like, the rubble is falling on them and then the Sentinels, like, looming over them. That's really great animation. We enjoy this part. Yeah, it's really cool. All the future stuff is really cool because it's like, everybody's about to die. (laughs) Like, it's cool. You're, like, really worried about them and it's high stakes. The Terminator's there. Wait. No, Archangel's not here. Never mind. No Terminator. Not no this Archangel week. in this episode. Okay, then we go to another scene that I thought was hilarious, even though I was like, I don't know why this is here. <laughs> I don't know why we're here. Wait, are you talking about the one at Genosha? Yes. <laughs> yes. The energy between Wanda and Pietro suddenly feels like we're back in X-Men Evolution. Like it's 100%. Great. Like at this point, Wanda is now going back to goth wanda where she hates her family and she's reading a book about like how to organize a future society <laughs> because she's like nobody else here knows what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> i know pietro runs in grabs it and he's like this looks stupid you know reading and she's like <laughs> what the fuck are you doing and he's like running around she's like who why the fuck are you here is her first question no my favorite part is like he's running around and the wanda like gets so annoyed that she snaps her fingers and just changes his reality so he doesn't have his powers anymore and he's like hey you can't just rip somebody's powers out from underneath them and she's like what the fuck are you doing and also if Magneto sees you he's gonna give you a spanking and Pietro's like listen dad and I are good because I delivered a package and Juan just gives a look and she goes oh what the fuck are you saying to me so then we get this other shot where they're walking to the jail cells and this is where it reminds me so much of evolution where wanda's like angrily stomping across this bridge and she really Mm -hmm. looks like she's gonna blow some shit up and meanwhile pietro's just like bored and running back and forth across the bridge multiple times and i was like i love them missed their energy honestly like they're hilarious i always love it when wanda and pietro we get this this story of them being close as brother and sister because they were protective of each other. And then Wanda realizing that Pietro was a sociopath and be like, mm-hmm. I can't deal with you anymore. It was kind of like, 
their arc and we're already there on this show which is kind of nice to see it is fun and it's also like wanda's sort of realizing that she can't trust anybody but it's not like she's doing that well yeah so it's fun um so they get to the jail the interior jail the double (laughs) jail the second jail yeah um and senator kelly is just in a cell screaming let me out and wanda's just like why the fuck is he here? Like, what the yeah, fuck she's is like, happening She just goes, oh, right uh, what the fuck is this? And Pietro's like, hey, it's what the old man wanted. And Kelly's like, you fools, I shut down the Sentinel program to prevent the war. You're only pushing us back into it. And Pietro goes, not us, you. And then we, the audience, yeah. see a shot of Mystique disguising herself as Senator Kelly, calling Trask up and being like, hey, let's do the Sentinels again. Let's, <laughs> let's get that going again. And Trask, like, if you look at Trask's life on this show, it's like every other day, Kelly's like, you know what? Let's cancel the Sentinels. And then the next day, he's like, actually, I changed my mind again. Let's, let's bring those guys again. back. <laughs> like, it's I know. It's so funny. God. Trask just goes, why? <laughs> and Kelly is like, because we're going to use them to kill mutants again. And Trask is just like, Jesus Christ, why am I in yeah, this universe? Like, why are we doing this? And then, well, I mean, <gasps> you know, at this point, it's Mystique. Does so, it make I any mean, sense, though, that Mystique would do this? Does not make any sense? Honestly, wait, I, I <laughs> hold, hold on. Of the two characters of Magneto Mystique, if Mystique on her own replaced Senator Kelly and then used it to attack Genosha to get revenge on Magneto is something I would see Mystique doing. That might make sense, but that isn't what's happening. Magneto sent her to do this specifically because he wants to start the war between mutants and humans, but it's no longer clear why he would want to do that because I'm like, usually Magneto just wants to be left alone. Like what? Exactly. He just wants to be on Genosha with all of his mutants. Yeah. He wouldn't want to do this. I I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. So I don't like his motivations here. I think it's stupid. It's like suddenly we're back to like X-Men Evolution Magneto where yes, nothing where makes nothing sense. Makes sense. Like, okay, cool. Whatever. Uh, but first we have a commercial break where we get some uh, garbage pail kids trading cards, except they're Morlocks. <laughs> Great. I'm so sorry the Morlocks aren't on this show. I can tell you're disappointed. I would love the Morlocks. I like part of me just really loves Morlock stories because I just find them really interesting that they're like forced to live underground because they aren't socially acceptable. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So their perspective on life is so much different. Yeah. Then it's Xavier's. super different. I think X Men Evolution. X Men Evolution did it so well with those episodes where they're like with Spike like, and everything. You get to like live in a mansion with like a rich white man, and we're eating like leftover French fries from the dumpster. And I don't know how this is fair. Yeah. I mean, those were way better episodes. I I agree with you in that sense. I'm like, honestly, if you're going to include every fucking character this show includes, why not throw in a Callisto episode? You may as well. A Callisto would be so good. I don't know. Anyway, so after this, we go back to Wanda who's storming into Magneto and she goes father what the fuck and Magneto's like oh so you talk to Pietro and she's like uh fucking obviously he's like I'm so sorry I'm the one who should have told you and Wanda's like father Genosha has been in this peaceful sanctuary why are we doing this and Magneto's like because there's something wrong with the world when the powerful must take refuge from the weak after today it will be the humans who will need to seek refuge and Wanda's just like what the fuck are you doing she keeps on being like what the fuck dude why would you initiate a war when charles xavier showed you that no one wins 
And Megadeth was like, because now I control both sides. And I'm like, do you though? Like, this kind of seems to me that you've lost all control, honestly. That's what this is reading to me, Magneto. I know. Nice try though. Nice try. He has like apocalypse motivations now where he's just like, I'm going to destroy everything and then I'll rule it all. And it's like, that's not really his thing. Magneto has just become a nuclear bomb, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know. It's stupid. And Wanda is like, I don't, I'm not really loyal to you anymore. Like we can see her narrowing her eyes and it's like, I get why, because his motivations make no fucking sense. So she may as well betray him, which she does do later. This is why we're back to like X-Men Evolution Magneto, where she's like really angry at him and for good reason. So then we see a shot of all the Sentinels being plugged in and Trask is like looking up at them and then Kelly storms in and he's like, why are there only 15 (laughs) Sentinels left? And Trask is like, because you halted production. Remember, it was like two hours ago. (laughs) Also, they all blew up. Yeah. And so then Kelly's like, how long till they're ready? And Trask is like, well, without Mastermold handling the program, we have to do it one by one. Kelly's like, how long? And Trask is like, four hours, maybe more. And Kelly's like, you have one hour. And Trask goes, what is the urgency? This goes against everything we planned. We need to overwhelm Magneto's powers. That means sending 50 or more. We don't have enough. Meanwhile, Kelly's already walked away and like is ignoring <laughs> all of this. And Trask is just like, Jesus Christ. He's also like got the swagger because it's Mystique. So his like ass is shaking as he walks around. They took the time to animate that. He's like sexily walking away. Do you love how Mystique, whenever she's in disguise, it's like she also can't stop being Mystique in some ways where she's got to be kind of sexy and like moving around sexily. I mean, it's like, I would love it if that was more what this episode was about. Instead, it's just like, why is Mystique Kelly again? <laughs> we don't we don't know why we're doing this. It's crazy. I mean, I think they I think that in the live action movies, because Mystique was Senator Kelly, they were like, well, we got to put that in, but they didn't have a good reason to do it. Right. It's just random and it doesn't make any sense. You know, this whole show was a little too influenced by the movies, <laughs> but like not in the sense that they were like, well, there were reasons why characters did what they did in the movies. Well, It's like really strange. They were like, let's take Grant Morrison's run and also mash it together with the X-Men 2000 movies. And like, that is a really strange and Joss Whedon's run. Yeah. Well, sort of like they kind of, they kind of only used one bit of Joss Whedon and then they were probably like, mm, this is Joss Whedon. But <laughs> anyway, uh, back at the X mansion, Kurt teleports to Beast who says that Wanda's calling and will only talk to Kurt. Yep. And he's like surprised for some reason. He's like, Wanda? Wanda, is that you? <laughs> She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you what the fuck is going on. She's like, I don't have much time, but you should know that my father replaced Senator Kelly with a mutant imposter. And Kurt is like, why would he do that? And she's like, so he can launch the Sentinels on Genosha. And Kurt is like, wait, he wants to launch them? I know, Which is a fair question. And Hank is like, when will this take place? And Wanda's like, tonight. And Hank and Kurt just look at each other like, we don't have time for this shit, but apparently now we have to solve <laughs> this fucking problem. It's actually pretty funny that they're like, it is. Jesus Christ. And then it goes back to Logan, who's doing the classic punching Scott in the stomach shenanigans. And he's like yep. falling down. I feel like this was a callback to the animated series because it's it almost like is. exactly the same. And he's mad that Scott let Emma Yes, out. because now Emma has escaped. Emma's gone. Right. And so Logan is like, why the fuck did you do this? She was our only link to finding Jean. And Scott is like, well, she couldn't do it from a cell. And Logan's like, you've got stars in your eyes, Summers, or you'd see it too. She's involved. And Scott is like, I believe in her, Logan. And Logan's like, yeah, then where the fuck is she? 
And it's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh-oh. It is kind and of chaos Beast, mode at this point. <laughs> it is. And Beast goes on the PA and he's like, uh, Logan, we've got a crazy B plot going on that you're going to want to <laughs> find out about. <laughs> and Logan just goes terrific and like stops out of the room, which is very funny. I mean, I don't like this episode because it doesn't make any sense, but it is funny. Like it is funny to watch because you're just like, okay. Wait. What are the different plots? We've got like Genosha versus what well, we have. We have Genosha attacking itself to prove a point, <laughs> which will somehow cause humanity. Senator Kelly has been kidnapped. Xavier has been kidnapped. Mary has been teleported away for hurting them. Also, Emma's escaped. The Hellfire Club's here. The Phoenix Force is about to be unleashed. It's like way too much all at once. All of the mutants in the future are about to be abducted because there's like an. This is the next scene. Is Xavier in cuffs with fucking master mold and master mold is still glados by the way yes she is yes she is and she's like hello charles xavier and xavier's like master mold i know the reason you've been hunting me and it won't work and she's like that statement is incorrect i do kind of love her by the way i kind of like this version (laughs) of master mold honestly i'm not here for the robots but i'm also here for the robots you know or she's just like you are a dumb bitch. I'm <laughs> going to kill you. And, and Xavier is like, you can't harness my telepathy without the Cerebro unit. And it was destroyed by your own Sentinels. And she's like, affirmative. The unit was destroyed, but the technology remained. And then like a platform rises up with this like little tiny skeletal, like super futuristic version of the helmet. I kind of like that new version of Cerebro. It looks pretty cool. I know, cool. it's cool. But it's fucking terrifying because Xavier's like, you built another. another. And you're like, oh my God. And then they put it on his head. It's like, do you really think the robots aren't going to steal the technology and build it and then kidnap you and force you to use it to kill all mutants? Come on, dude. Oh, I know. Come on. So that's what they do. They put it on his head and he's strapped down. And Master Mold is like, you are mutants, Charles Xavier, have no place left to hide. And Xavier's like trying to like get his brain to not tell her where the mutants are. But like, it's too late. Okay. Did you notice, though, that the little globe pops up and there's so many mutants left? Yeah. I was like, damn, they're actually doing pretty well for themselves considering they live in this robot hell. I know. A lot of them must be on the run, I guess. But none of the telepaths survived, allegedly, other than Xavier. Well, I know. I think that other telepaths survived. It's just that Xavier is powerful enough to find all of them instantaneously. So that's why they want him. Which is kind of sad because at this point, I feel like Gene and Emma canonically are stronger than Xavier is. But, you know. Who knows? I don't know if they survive. Well, I mean, according to this show, they don't, right? Because supposedly Gene explodes. Yeah, they don't. They both die. Gene explodes and Emma gets shattered into a billion pieces. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. So Emma, meanwhile, is driving back to the Hellfire Club. And we're just going to do a different show in a second. But first, <laughs> she goes to these like full on... She's driving in a convertible, like this really Go sexy convertible. Yeah, I know, right? Da, 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 da. And then she goes into this basement <laughs> of this mansion, which is the Hellfire Club's basement. And there's like full on catacombs down there. Yep. We are about to fully go into the plot of Bayonetta is kind of how I was feeling. Yeah. Like back when Bayonetta <laughs> was good and gay. That's what we're going to. Yeah, this is actually a very gay scene because it's like 100% women. It's like all the cuckoos gathered around Jean who's been put into a sexy red dress for some reason. And I'm like, why is this suddenly so gay? And Emma like leans over her face and is like, Jean, it's time to remember who you are. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) why did you put her in this dress? 
they did oh do that. They also animate Emma to look way more evil than she has ever appeared on this show. They do do that. I know, but then actually she's really nice for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I well, I think she is doing what they set out to do, and I don't think the rest of the Hellfire Club yes. is doing that. I think this is a purposeful misdirect before the commercial break. They purposefully make her look really evil here. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So that they can have a little commercial break. Which is? I actually don't know this time. So, Maddie, what's the commercial break? I'm putting you on the spot for this. Um, it is X Men inspired fashion. All Phoenix, all the time. Red is okay, back, ladies. Like, I feel like that actually exists. You're like <laughs> that doesn't count. That's like a real thing. Hot topic and so in her much- universe are collaborating <laughs> together to give you the red Phoenix ball gown for your high school prom. Okay, that'd be badass, though. Um, I would wear that. What if you were like Emma Frost fan? fashion to the prom that would be incredible it would be or like hellfire gala actual okay what if you could get the hellfire gala costumes but like as things you could wear those would be so expensive (laughs) those are like real high fashion though listen we can just do cosplay it'll be easier okay so then we come back and um emma's like i'll take over girls the bayonetta theme starts playing (laughs) fly me to the moon (laughs) and uh the girls all back up and they like go away and Emma leans over Jean like they're gonna make out and she's like Jean it's time to remember who you are let's wake up shall we this is the gayest I've ever seen Jean and Emma together by the way because those are of the characters and all the X-Men I don't ship them but this one scene I was like this is kind of romantic interesting in the comic books I was like you know Jean and Emma appear to be the only actual straight characters of the entire X-Men cast Uh, and now suddenly but in in this this version Emma is like, I kidnapped Jean to take care of her. And that's like her actual motivation here is like, she's kind of the maternal figure to Jean and is like, no, I I rescued you because I actually know what's going on. So Jean instantaneously gets her memories back courtesy of Emma because it turns out it was just that easy. (laughs) And then she sits up and screams Scott. And Emma is like, it's all right, Jean. Scott isn't here, but he's fine. Everyone's fine. And Jean is like, where am I? It's just us now. Yeah. And Emma's like, you're here. You're safe. It's just us. Do you remember who I am? And Jean is like, yes, you're the one who helped me. You rescued me from Angel. And Emma's like, that's right. I did. And now I want to help you again. Jean, you're in danger. And it's not only your life that's threatened, but the lives of everyone you love, including Scott's. And then she stands up and she's like, come with me and I'll explain. And like holds Jean's hand and like takes her to the other room. By the way, the the stone palette that Jean was lying on has the Phoenix symbol on it. We get to see a quick shot of that, which is a little bit ominous. Um, And then we see them walking down the hallway together. And Emma gives her a huge exposition dump, which I wrote down. So she says... Since the moment you were born, there's been a power growing within you. That power pushes against the barriers that Charles Xavier so wisely put into place when you were a child. I couldn't tell, by the way, if she was being sarcastic there, but I think she was. I think she was being sarcastic because Xavier's like, this woman seems like she has ideas. Better shut that down. Yep. And Jean's like, how do you know about that? And Emma's like, I know everything about it, Jean. It's called the Phoenix Force, and it's been afflicting telepaths since mutants first emerged. And then she like leads Jean into this little miniature museum that she and the Hellfire Club have created, which is really cool, actually. It's like a bunch of artifacts. I love this version of Me the too. Hellfire Club. I it's actually so find this cool. really interesting. And they have all these like artifacts from like like this ancient Chinese vase and then like this ancient tablet from ancient Egypt or something, and they all depict the Phoenix. And so Emma shows her one. And it's all over the world world so like right. it's it, during a part of time where like the world was not aware of each other 
right? Right. And also, like, there are very few mutants, presumably. Like, Apocalypse, we know, is the first one. But then, like, there were a couple more mutants, like, in various random places around the world emerging that were then taken over. Yeah, right. Because back then, like, there were some other ones, like Jesus Christ and Santa Claus. Yeah. (laughs) So they're depicted here. (laughs) Um, So Emma's like, this Egyptian tablet is over 3,000 years old, yet it could be telling your story. As you can see, the phoenix was present even at this baby's birth. As she grew, it grew, until finally it reached maturity and took her over. Floods, fires, earthquakes, even shifts in climate. Throughout history, these events tend to coincide with the emergence of the phoenix. And Jean goes, and people die? And then Emma, like, picks up a candle to, like, illuminate one of the tablets that's, like, in darkness for some fucking reason. And it's, like, a bunch of dead bodies. And Jean is, like, screaming. (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, people die. And Emma's like, I did just say that. But yes. Jean is like, oh, by the way, I do think the implication is that only female telepaths get affected by this because it's like. I kind of like that, though. I kind of like it, too. Because it's like the men aren't worthy enough. It's interesting. It's like women are taken advantage of by this other being, though, and they need to fight that off. Like, I just thought it was kind of fun and interesting. Very Buffy the Vampire Slayer in some ways. Right. Like only women get get this power. So Jean is like screaming and she's like, this will happen with me, won't it? And Emma's like, unless I can stop it. And Jean is like, is that possible? And Emma's like, if we can prevent the force from igniting, yes. But to do that, we must release it before it matures. And Jean's like, release it? Where? And Emma says, into the atmosphere. Because psychic beings like this need a host to survive, we believe it will perish without one. And Jean goes, we? And Emma's like, yes. And then suddenly everyone else steps out from behind a curtain. Like the entire Hellfire Club just walks on out. Yeah, it's like Shaw, Leland, Celine, Donald Pierce. That's it. We don't have anybody else, just those four. They all walk in and they're like, hello. <laughs> Hi, Jean. <laughs> It's like really fucking awkward suddenly. And Jean is like, who the fuck are these people? And Emma's like, don't worry about it. I, I was prepared <laughs> to do like a character spotlight on Celine or somebody, but then they didn't do anything. Nope. They, just they don't have any lines. And I was like, okay, never mind. We're not doing this right now. So the cuckoos don't have any lines and none of these four characters have any lines. No, it's just Shaw. Oh, actually, Shaw has one line. Shaw goes, our purpose has been to find the next telepath where the Phoenix dwells. And Emma's like, to find you, Jean. Which... Again, I'm like, I bet Shaw is going to turn out to be evil. And Emma is not. That remains my prediction here. I mean, that is literally their whole relationship in the comics. That's like, always that what happens with them. how it's yeah. always been. <laughs> I mean, they're setting it up very well here because they have this male character who's like going to try to take advantage of this like feminine power, you know? And Emma's right. like, no, I'm trying to help Jean legit (laughs) and Shaw is like but can I harness her power for myself it's very it's very 101 feminism but I love it so whatever it's fine I mean that's what we love about the phoenix yeah it's a fun it's a fun idea right so then we get to see the x-jet flying overhead and Logan's like okay so I decided to do the sentinel b plot instead of the phoenix a plot for the rest of this episode because we don't have time to do everything okay so we're gonna go take down the sentinels this is like literally the end of the episode yes I know there's like one minute left and then we go to Trask looking at the radar inside the Sentinel building and he's like they're trying to conceal their approach but it's the X-Men all right they'll be here in three minutes and Mystique as Senator Kelly is like launch the Sentinels now and Trask is like if I do that it's going to destroy the roof because they're going to fly (laughs) out of the roof and the roof is going to land on us and then Mystique as Senator Kelly does one of those Mystique kicks where yeah where she does like a huge split kick and kicks him in the face (laughs) and all of the workers in the background just stare at Kelly and Kelly's like what are you looking at? 
turn on the sentinels. Scare shit done. And so the <laughs> sentinels fly through the roof as Trask said they would. And they destroy the roof. And everything blows up. The debris falling from the ceiling. And <laughs> then this is the funny part is that one of the sentinels doesn't even like shoot the extra. It just like clips the wing. Yeah. And then they all crash and they all pass out. And I was like, Damn. Yeah, like the entire X-Jet crashes. Meanwhile, the 15 Sentinels are on their way to Genosha still, like, unharmed completely. Also, I think every single X-Men character was, like, in the Blackbird, and Logan beforehand was sort of getting a pep talk. He's like, listen, I don't know how many Sentinels are going to be, but this might be the fight for our life. And then immediately they all, like, pass out, which is kind of funny. (laughs) It is, because it's like the Sentinels are already on their way to Genosha, and they don't even, like, hit the X-Jet. They just kind of, like, bump into it, and that somehow kills all the X-Men in one second. (laughs) It's like what the hell and the last shot we have are the sentinels flying off into the sunset and it's like to be continued and i was like there's a lot going on here <laughs> like yeah potentially too much honestly yeah i don't know if i liked this episode to be honest i really liked all the gene and emma stuff yeah and the hellfire club backstory i think is really fun but it should have been in the show earlier. Right. And the sentinel stuff i'm like this doesn't make any sense. Magneto wouldn't do that. So why is it here? I don't understand. So I don't know. I might, I, I'm going to give it like a two. I don't know. What do you want to give it? I was on the like the cusp of doing like a two or a three. And I think I've got to get a two out of five. I don't think it's a skip. I think you've got to watch it. And I do think. Well, yeah, you got to watch it. But it's like, it's disappointing because it's like the show could have made sense. But instead, it's just kind of throwing random shit. Yeah. I also feel like. <sighs> They are trying to wrap up. This is actually a compliment. They are trying to wrap up like this absurd amount of plots. And I do feel like this episode does the best job that it can with Mm -hmm. having so many different things to cover in such a tiny space of time without having any lead up to it. But they're the ones who decided to do that, though. Like, they didn't have to have this many plot lines. There had to be some sort of executive that was like, we need more episodes of Wolverine doing whatever the stupid shit that Wolverine does in the woods and then come back to this (laughs) instead of just introducing this stuff earlier on in the show. Because we had plenty of time with, like, Genosha and the MRD. I wish we had just had that same amount of time with the Hellfire Club. It, It just, it doesn't make very much sense. And also, like you said, Magneto's motivations make zero sense. Like, it doesn't seem like something Magneto would do. I know. I don't think they should have had the scene where Xavier showed Senator Kelly and Magneto anything. I think they should have just not even done that because it just confuses everything. I just feel like they're trying to take Apocalypse's deal and sort of imprint it on Magneto. But I don't even think Apocalypse, at least comic book Apocalypse, would it be like, the answer to everything is just to kill everyone. And it's like, no, that's not. I don't I do just I did not understand what was happening at any point in this episode. Like I, I did, but it felt like it was just like blowing by. And I, I, I know. like I said, there's a concept I liked. I really love the Hellfire Club. Like that whole bit after the second commercial break. I loved Pietro and Wanda's chemistry. Yeah, I love that too. There's like a lot of stuff to like in this. So maybe it is like really a three out of five because there's a lot of stuff that I'm pulling that I do. Like I just feel like it's too much and it's too clunky. I'm sticking with two, mostly because I feel like the entire plot with Magneto is a disappointment to me. And I wish that they had given him. And it's not Magneto. It's not Magneto. And I'm like, why didn't you have Magneto working with the X-Men at the end. Like, loop him in in the finale. Give up on the Sentinels. I don't even know. Now we have Jean Grey, who's, like, busy making out with Emma Frost and turning into the Phoenix, which is kind of funny. I like the idea that, like, Jean and Emma get together and, like, hey, I'm going to teach you about being queer. Being a woman and 
being powerful, more powerful than you ever knew you could be because of Charles Xavier. And, and then know, Sebastian Shaw's in the background being like, ha It's like, okay, <laughs> this is kind of a fun plot line. I'm down. Although I do like the fact that Emma is like berating the idea that Xavier is trying to control Jean at all. He's, she's just like, mm, we don't need any men doing this shit. So. I love that she hates Xavier. That all tracks for her because she's like, this was such a waste of time. I just needed to get Jean alone in a room so I could explain to her who she really is and I finally <laughs> did it. Yeah. And I need to not waste any time with Scott, Logan, or Xavier in the mix. Like, I don't know that she'd went about it the best way, but I don't know how else she could have done it because Scott would have been like, Jean, 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 and like wouldn't have allowed this conversation to happen. So whatever. Yeah. It's it's just interesting. And just overall, I'm like, why are Sinister and Apocalypse on this show? Why <laughs> why, is, why is Senator Kelly here? Like, it's it's just Senator too Kelly bad. Senator Kelly is dead. No, Senator Kelly's in the jail. Senator Kelly's in the second jail. <laughs> also, remember when Storm was here for two seconds causing a thunderstorm? You Why know, was that here? I don't know. I wish that she got to do anything on this show. I warned you, too. I was like, listen, you think X-Men Evolution is bad. She literally does nothing at all in Wolverine the X-Men. It's, like, kind of insulting. Like, I don't know. It is. It's really sad. She had one episode at the very beginning of the show where she fought the Shadow King, and then she basically hasn't been on the show since, like, functionally. We <laughs> How are there two cartoons that don't utilize Storm? Like, I'm so excited for X-Men 97 because we know that they're going to, like, have Storm do know. so much shit on that show because they love Storm. They got it. They better because X-Men TAS is, like, the best version of Storm of all the adaptations we've ever seen, including live action. Storm's, like, one of the main characters of the X-Men. Like, why isn't she doing more on these cartoons is my question. It's absurd. It's freaking absurd, and it's, like, such an insult to one of the best characters. You know, you know, I actually, we have the answer. X-Men the Animated Series, they did Storm. Right. They had her like as a main player. She was in character. She was always part of the fight. But then X-Men 2000 happened. And then we lived in a world where Storm was only capable of like falling down an elevator shaft and then shooting Toad off the Statue of Liberty. And that is the version of Storm that we got in media for like 20 years, even though that is not who she is in the comic book. Because during the comic book, she was like busy, like leading Wakanda and then now leading Araco and Mars. She's like a fucking queen. And it's like. They just are like, well, on these cartoons, Storm just gets like upset and flies into the sky and says no lines, which I'm like, that's not Storm. Yeah. That gets like a zero out of five X's for me. I know. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, I I feel like this show has a lot of ideas and some of them are good, but there are just too many of them. And it's a disappointment to me. But I'm hopeful that the last two episodes will be fun and we'll have some fun Phoenix stuff. I don't super care about the Sentinels plotline. It seems really random. I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody does. Also, I know Apocalypse is going to suddenly show up at the end somehow. Why not? So that'll be fun. I wonder if Jean's going to die. Do you remember if she dies? No, she lives because Emma dies. Because okay. Emma saves Jean. Okay, great. Gay. I really, again, I still want that season two <laughs> so I can see what they were planning to do for Emma Frost because the voice actor... They were probably going to piece her back together. I'm yeah, sure they were. the voice actor said that she was, she was signed on to do the second season. So obviously Emma was going to come back and then probably stay with the X-Men. But I still like the idea that Emma's a 3D puzzle that only Beast can That Beast has together. to make. Yeah. I think he is going to do that. There's nothing to stop him from doing that. And then Jean also shows up again and is like, oh, I can just use my powers to like <laughs> bring her back to life. And Beast is like, are you fucking serious? And like storms out of the room. That would make sense though, because this version of Jean and Emma aren't really like so far. They're not rivals. Right. Yeah, they're kind of buddies. Jean, Jean is kind of like, hold on. 
I'll fix her because she did save my life is kind of the, the vibe I get from them. And also, okay, well, let's do who's gay. Let's. Now that we're in this segment, uh, we got to talk about how Emma and Jean are this surprising couple of this show, which is like, again, I'm really like random. I, said, I yeah. really read those two characters as the only straight characters, of the entire X-Men. And I know not everybody does, but you know, I agree with you. I agree with the comics version being they are straight and they're both dominatrixes. Yeah, which is great. But this version, Jean is kind of like the sub to Emma's dom and is kind of like, help me guide me in my feminist journey. <laughs> right. The Phoenix Forks is like a combination of being queer and feminism. And I like that a lot. And also I love that it just kind of feels like when they're down in the catacombs that we're watching those first scenes between what's her name and Bayonetta, John and Bayonetta John together. And Bayonetta. Yeah. And when they first meet and they're like, Oh, who am I? Jean's like, Oh, you don't remember? And Ben is like, Perhaps you'd like to enlighten my memory. Like, it's that. Yeah, energy. you're right. That is that is their backstory in the very first video game. It's true. Yeah. Where yeah. Ben is like, I just don't remember anything. And John is like, Well, let me show you through a motorcycle fight <laughs> um, with our clothes coming off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Who put Jean in the red dress? Who do you think did it? It was Emma. I don't think Emma would allow Shaw to do it. So there's that. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And Emma's also like, I'm the only one in the room because the only other people here are my clones who I mentally communicate with. And it's like, what is <laughs> going on here? Um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I thought it was a really fun vibe. And I like the idea of these two women being like, we're going to take away the negative parts of your power, the Phoenix parts, and then replace them with who you really are, like your true powerful form together like we're gonna work together to work through this problem that you have but it's like for some reason it's an entity that is like feminine in terms of its energy and it's like part of gene and it's like something she's struggling with and then she has to like release that trauma into the universe so that she can be free of it and be like her true self which is nice i like that maybe she achieves the releasing the phoenix force by finally having a good orgasm with another woman and it's like ah 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 and it's like just blows out of her cooch and like flies up into the into the universe, universe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Sebastian Shaw's about to fucking ruin that shit I don't know how it's gonna go down but it's gonna be bad it's not gonna go well well I mean Sebastian Shaw is like uh, you can never trust that man. He's just not a trustable character. And I still love that comic book where Emma and Kitty I and do too. beat Incredible the shit comic. out of him for like 25 pages. That was like the entire issue. It was really good. It was a, <laughs> It's a delightful comic. Okay, also I want to take a left turn and just put Pietro into the who's gay section because he's extremely gay like, still. He's just That's gay. all. Well, he, he runs over and he grabs that book from Monty. He's like, oh, um, you're reading. This is boring. boring. <laughs> I just love yeah. him. And also him being like, I had to get a package and like huge air quotes around package i'm like i know <laughs> I was like, yeah okay calm down. There like, i had to get a package to please our daddy, daddy. and is like, like why are may you or may not be our real dad and wanda's <laughs> like why are you saying this like this is weird dude <laughs> wanda's like that's like weird and disgusting and pietro's like ah! like He's laughing like, really weirdly spike anyway uh <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god meanwhile evan is like in the sewers like i'm not calling him back he keeps calling me you know, and giving I me wonder... cell phones that i don't want and being like evan i'm calling you on this pick up <laughs> <laughs> i sent you a text evan okay if there was a season two of the show do you think they would have had a version of spike on here i think so because like how can you not come on you got to bring back callisto and spike and all the buds like yeah yeah right you have to little girl with paralyzing hands yeah she was cool i miss those characters you're making me sad that we didn't get that on this show we also didn't get season five of x-men evolution i know i know i did also like scott and logan fighting each other i don't know that it's homoerotic i just enjoyed the scene <laughs> I, <always laughs> <loved>. <laughs> I mean i wish there was more logan and beast going on in here yeah like the only homosexuality between logan and beast is them talking to each other briefly and be like um so, honey, we have to go deal with this now. That's kind of <laughs> that like the vibe. That was pretty funny, though, was Hank calling Logan being like, hey, there's another insane thing happening. <laughs> and Logan being like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, there's still the two dads of the team where, like, Hank is like, sorry to make you be the responsible one again. They were the two dads of the last show, too. I know, but I really like that. Like, I kind of like how these two keep getting paired together. I... Listen, I'm here for the Logan Hank, this version of Hank McCoy, not the one that's like off the rocker like he is at this point in the comic books. I but. know. I, I really like all the animated versions of Hank. I think all of them have been really good, like legit. I think they've all been yeah. really enjoyable characters. I mean, at some point, I think like comic book Hank will really get some sort of redemption arc and stop being who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he'll lose a bunch of his memories. That's usually how they solve these kinds of things in the X-Men. That's X-Man. usually how I solve this shit. They just press a hard reboot on somebody's memories. They're like, actually, that was and Beast the past six years that was like a clone alien version of Beast and Beast has been in space this whole time honestly that makes about as much sense as anything else I do think it's funny that like in our Mutant Ages Discord people have been coming up with this theory that if Beast were just getting high the entire time he would have turned out like way more normal and more like chilled out Where it's like instead of um, being like the egomaniac that he is, he just like gets high and like calms the fuck down this entire time and isn't who he is. Oh my God. Where's the bro comedy starter movie between like Forge and Beast? I want that. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) That should have been the commercial. It's like. Yeah. Beast and Forge making the ultimate edible together. Oh man. This is not where how I got here, but I was thinking about American Pie and that should have been the commercials like the X-Men version of American Pie, which is probably x-men evolution on. basically because they're all virgins and they're all teenagers on that show so and they're all trying to fuck somebody's mom i don't even know who that would be mystique probably <laughs> yikes <laughs> i don't even know where to go with that maybe they should all be trying to fuck logan that makes more sense that would actually be really funny it's like everybody's trying to fuck that is what's happening remember that episode of x-men evolution where like logan's reading the paper at a cafe and he looks down and like there's three boys being like you're such a hot daddy and he was like why mm-hmm. are you here <laughs> and they're like you're a dilf dad i'd like to fuck and logan's like i don't have any kids that i know of <laughs> oh my god i mean yeah correct for logan <laughs> Yeah, Logan's erased all those memories. That was like the same episode as X-23, actually, which is really funny. (laughs) It is really funny. To be fair, that is a kid he didn't know about. Like, that didn't involve him putting a penis into anybody. That was (laughs) not his choice. Um, They're like, Logan, you have a kid. He's like, but how can I have a kid with Sabretooth? I mean, I don't do that with (laughs) Sabretooth. He's like, Sabretooth doesn't have ovaries. Does he? And everybody's like, Logan, (laughs) we uh, don't. That's not... 
Listen. Uh, I really love the Mutant Ages version of Logan where he's like really stupid. He's like so stupid and confused. And he's like, wow, Weapon X was putting a baby in Sabretooth. And everybody's like, Logan, no. <laughs> he's like, Weapon X is so crazy. That's so wild. And Mystique is just like rubbing her eyes. Like, I don't know how to explain to you. That's not what happened. <laughs> like, that's not real. Why wasn't that the Weapon X episode of this show? I don't know. We'll probably be the, one of the Mutant Ages comic books. That right there. That's the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's time for plugs. This was a short episode because, you know, not that much happened on the actual episode that made any sense. Okay. So wait. No, so much happened on this episode, but it was so fast and like not explained that we're just like tucking and rolling at this point. We can just kind of plow through it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about plugs, shall we? So mutantages.com. It's a website where you can find absolutely every way you can contact us. And you should definitely do it because, you know, when we finish this show, we're going to do a listener feedback episode. We are going to get around to that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sooner or later. Uh, well, so please. I think after we finish the season. Yeah. Send in your emails to Mutant Ages, the Mutant Ages at gmail.com. Join our Discord server. There's a link to that. You can send in questions in our questions channel. And we've also got a voicemail inbox where you can leave us a message at one 508 319-1668 or you can send us physical mail you can send us deranged postcards like Ryan sent me from Disney <laughs> like <laughs> P.O. Box 3344 Natick, yeah. Massachusetts 01760 we should read those as like a Patreon bonus episode I should take pictures of them and you can put them on the Patreon um, we'll talk about the Patreon in a second but before we get there you can also contact us via every social media we are the mutant ages on all of them even Twitter, which is in the process of burning to the ground. But if you're worried about that, you just follow us on literally any other platform. Pinterest, yeah. Facebook, Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram. We're on them all. And we share the episodes every week. We share other funny things from comics we're reading. We we share it all. Uh, so definitely follow us there. We're individually on those platforms. I'm at Mindy Myers on every single platform. How about you? I'm Ryan Pagella on Twitter, Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. You can also find my YouTube where you're, you can be following along with my Disney and Florida adventures right now um, over on my YouTube channel. But also we have a YouTube channel for the Mutant Ages where we post all sorts of fun videos. Uh, at some point, we will get back to playing every single X-Men related video game again. And uh, we also take clips from this show, match it up with the animation of the cartoons. Sometimes we watch our old movies we made in high school and react to them like our yep, X-Men yep. parodies. D-Men and D2, which we referred to on this episode. Yeah, always a good time. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Patreon, uh, we have one. Patreon.com slash The Mutant Ages. We also have a store, by the way. I put a link to the store in every single episode if you want to buy a t-shirt or a bag or a mask or anything else. Uh, but our Patreon we have bonus episodes. This week, we recorded one about the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1993, which Ryan and I both genuinely love. And we talked about it for half an hour. And uh, yeah, if it's you, a great movie. If you liked that She-Hulk episode that we took out from behind the paywall last week, just think about all the other good stuff you're missing and uh, consider backing the Patreon. And um, our highest your Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show, folks. They do. Um, let me find it. Um, okay, wait, who's in this episode? Like, I don't know, uh, Emma, Jean, Sebastian Shaw, uh, The Sentinels, like, Hank, There's like so many characters Pietro, in this episode. Wanda, Magneto. I, yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, I'm, every you know what? Character. We're not going to do a voice where you say, 
You could just take my voice and multiply it like in post and just be like, hi, this, this is everyone from Wolverine, Wolverine X-Men. And just, we all wanted to say, <laughs> all 70,000 of us, we want to say shout out to Samuel B, Soren B, and Zach S for being our top tier Patreon supporters. We appreciate you. And now we're going to list off all our names. Pietro, Magneto, Scarlet Witch, Senator Kelly, Jean. Trask, Misty, Emma Frost. Emma Frost. <laughs> it's just like, thank Destroy. you. Destroy. Destroy. <laughs> Marrow. Xavier. Trask. <laughs> Wait, I like the idea of Trask coming I mean, in just by himself saying I'm going Trask. Trask. Yeah. He's <laughs> like walking by in the background. Oh my God. Remember Sybil Zane? Anyway, remember oh, Gambit? Yeah, what happened to her? There's so many you fucking, to any of these fucking characters. characters on this show. It's absurd. Where are the X-Men? Where's Callisto? Where are any of them? Okay, so if you do not have the ability to support us on Patreon, we understand, but we do hope that you will leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you happen to be able to leave us a review or a star rating. And we hope you give us a nice review, by the way. And uh, if you've already done that, Please share the show on your personal social media. Show it to your friends. Let them know. Tell them about it. And uh, that's how people find the show. That's right. That's it. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Next week, we're watching Foresight Part 2. I almost said Foreskin. <laughs> Foreskin Part 2. And then Foreskin Part 3. It. And then after that, we will do a review of this show. And then we'll do Hulk versus an Elicitor Mail. And then... To Todd's delight. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. The greatest film ever. Ever made. Yep. Can't wait. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. See you See next time. See you next time. The